When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Driftwood the Musical, based on the best-selling memoir, tells the incredible true story of one family's miraculous escape from Nazi Germany. Critics describe it as mesmerising, sublime and stunningly crafted. Our world premiere season sold out. Don't miss out. Book tickets now for the May and June seasons at driftwoodthemusical.com.au In the spirit of reconciliation... The Theatre Thoughts podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all traditional custodians of the land on which our episodes are recorded. Are you ready for a big night of comedy yet? You're listening to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. If you're a new listener, welcome to the podcast. If you're one of our returning listeners, welcome back to a brand new episode. You can watch a snippet of this week's episode via our YouTube channel or subscribe to our Patreon for $5 a month to get access to the full video, a patron shout-out and earlier access to our episodes. Or if you're stretched on a budget, become a supporter for as little as $3 a month. If you're a fan of the podcast, please leave us a review wherever you're listening from. Share us on your socials, tell your friends at the theatre, stop to tell a stranger on the street or just be that annoying friend who shares all the best recommendations. You can find all of our content via our Instagram channel at ttpod underscore official or by following the link in this episode's description. So switch on those thoughts and be sure to subscribe to catch all our new content in 2023. Okay, moving swiftly on to our next segment of our Melbourne International Comedy Festival podcast episode, and I'm very, very excited to talk to these two. We have performers who are writers based in Melbourne. They met in 2005 and they've been performing together ever since in various capacities, including theatre, improv and sketch. They're both teachers and ensemble members at the Improv Conspiracy in both sketch and improv. They both participated in the comedy festival, but this is their first time as a duo act. Please welcome Caitlin Staples and Tiana Hogan. Hello. That was so nice. I'm so glad to have you both on the on the podcast. Thank you. We're very excited to chat to you. Yeah, yeah, this is great. So I, I was um kind of because I keep getting like flooded with um you know requests for the Melbourne Comedy Festival, and I was reading yours, and it just kind of like caught my eye. I guess like your bio, oh. um about the show, and it just sounded really interesting. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It, it is. It's kind of cool. It's very different because we have so we're trying to shove eighteen years into one like fifty-five <laughs> minute show. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think because it's a lot of, yeah, truthful stuff, which is not, it's not verbatim true. We've made comedy out of it. 
but um yeah i think that's that's why right. we decided because it was the 18th year anniversary of the friendship that's why this was the year to do the show yeah. 19 doesn't sound as good 19 is not great no one cares if someone turns 19 no. You don't have a party for that. No, 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 no you don't do. You. you turn eighteen, and then yeah. it's not until you're twenty-one you have that gap, hey? Yeah, that's it. We'll be too old by we're the time we're old. twenty-one. No one wants to Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so uh, I guess, like, well, can you give us a bit of a rundown? I suppose of what the show's about. So it's called Eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Eighteen. We just said that. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's called Eighteen. So can you give us a rundown of kind of what um what the main crux of the show is well I mean the main crux of the show is us but in terms of like how it relates to everyone else is we really want to showcase kind of the power of female friendship because we've been best friends for 18 years Mm -hmm. as it says on the box in the bio (laughs) um but like we talked to a lot of other people and they're like wow I I don't remember my best friend from that long ago. Like I, I lost touch with my best friend or like, they're like, how have you like stay best friends for that long? Um, so this show is kind of like us showing us and how we did that for 18 years and kind of all the, the things that might get thrown at you in that time and how you might change as people. Like we met when we were little girls, yeah, like we were 12, 13, 12, 13 and now we're 30. Trust no, trust me, I've just turned thirty and I'm just the exact same. I go, Oh yeah, just thirty, yeah. So yeah, like you're not the same person that you are when you're like in year seven, um that when you're thirty, but we've still managed to maintain the same relationship. So we wanted to do a show that kind of explores explores that. And it's been very cool because we are very different people. We're super different. And I think that's what I've, as we've been doing, I'm like, wow, we are so different. How, like, how the heck did it do? Are we still friends? We don't have heaps of same interests. Like, and probably theatre is something that has, and performing and that sort of stuff has kept us together. Yeah. But like, Tiana loves such fancy food. I will just have Macca's any meal of the day. I'm fine with that. And it's just very... (laughs) Um, it's been very cool, but I think that that probably those differences yeah. and the fact that we have different interests and things are is what sort of helped with the longevity of this as well. Yeah. yeah, and so you're both performers as well, like separately um, as well as together for this for this show. So you've both performed in the comedy festival for for years. Yeah, so we performed. Um, we're we're in another sketch group called Hit by a Blimp, which is us two and uh, our amazing friend Jaden Shuli, um, and we did that from. I think 2016 to 2020, I think, that show, that, ne- that show that it was never seen. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, just, but, yeah, so we did four, we did four festivals. So, we, yeah, we've done, we've done the festival uh, the festival thing a few times yeah. in different capacities and Caitlin's done the other shows as well. Yeah. We did a, um, another show with another friend, Scott, and we've also done, like, some improv and we've things like that. We've done a lot of improv and yeah. Of, yeah. But just us two, it's been very very different, like very quick. Like, I don't know, we sort of we're able to communicate very quickly. Yeah, in like, very different way. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Move on. Move on. Yeah. Um, or that's fascinating. Funny. 
yeah. Well, I know when I was down there, I only came. I actually only came to the comedy festival like last year because I was embarrassingly had never been to Melbourne because um, I was off gallivanting somewhere else. Um, and and I loved the comedy festival. Um, so I kind of want to make it like a regular thing. But I, what I found that uh, I guess because like one, last year was like one of the first years since like the lockdown and everything, everything was kind of like COVID based in terms of the jokes. And do you find oh, that yeah. you have connected more ever since like the, the whole lockdown thing of the past? Do you find like you've grown as performers or you find you kind of more quick with mm. each other? For us, we're the same. We're, yeah, we're probably the same. But I also know that, yeah, I don't know, we, we started to talk about our show that we were going to do before. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was a hot mess. And like the, <laughs> the comedy festival got cancelled a week before it was supposed to start and we were not ready for that. And so we then came back to that show we we were going to perform like two years later and it was like reading a fever dream. And so I think maybe when we tackled this show, we've decided we've like kept, I think we've gone back to like the root of what we find funny. Yeah, we've kept it yeah. simple. We're like yeah. um, trying very, very hard. But no, our friendship like went into a different uh, we both turned 30 during Friday. Yeah, we did. And, like, Tiana threw me, like, the best 30th ever. My 29th Aww. was when we were, like, in the you weren't allowed to do um, – uh, you were only allowed to be – Outside for one hour. And you were only allowed to be one person yeah. at a time. Wow. And Tiana, on my thir- 29th birthday, set up, like – and you're only allowed to be five kilometres. With Within, yeah, five kilometres. Yeah. And, and Tiana set up this, like, beautiful walk where I walked like uh, maybe 200 metres with each friend and then another friend would pop in and then that one would let me go and then like everyone did this big Aww. relay of like 29s and all yeah. gave me a balloon and everything. It was so sweet. That's um, so nice. Yeah. Yeah. It was the best. I was just a mess crying all the time. But definitely like I loved, I loved COVID, quote me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or just no, it's going to come to the no, show no, now. it's all about COVID. We can't stop references. No, no references. There's COVID. no references in the show. <laughs> but um, it was very lovely to see, like, it's, it's like in terms of you go through phases as friends, I think we both were very good at realising what the other person, like I Tiana, was missing connection and things like that. Mm. And I was missing, um, I don't know, being outside and playing around, playing games and things like that. And we both helped each other find ways to do that with all of the restrictions that were around. So, yeah. It's such a crazy time. Like when people talk about it, like it's just, it just feels like it was a different, like it feels like it was at least 10 years ago, you know, like even just listening to you talk about it, I was like, when was that? That was like, that was only one. No way. And honestly, like we didn't, I haven't spoken about that for two years. No, like we just repressed all the memories. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. It probably makes everyone better comedians in the end, isn't it? You just got to laugh through it. Yeah. 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 I'd be interested to see how much, of the comedy festival is still referencing COVID now that we're a few more years out of it. Like, because you're right, there would the comedy festival you saw everyone would have been like fresh. Whoa, out of COVID. what was yeah. that? But yeah. now everyone's like, maybe not. Yeah, <laughs> like, laugh about something else. <laughs> well, I don't know yeah. if you give it away in the show. I don't want to like kind of step on the show too much, but um, could you kind of give us, I don't know, can you tell us the story of where you met? Where did like the friendship begin, or does that kind of tread on the show a little bit too much? It actually 
doesn't really. So we can ex- tell you exactly where we met. Oh, amazing. Uh, it was in year seven. We were both in the same uh, home, like homeroom class. And I was already at that school because it was a prep to year 12 school. Um, so I was already at that school, but Caitlin started in year seven. And we were, this is destiny, <clears throat> like name tagged on the table, sat next to each other uh, in the, on the <sighs> first day. On the first day. And it was crazy. But we did not get along straight away. It did take six months. It did take a little while. Oh, really? You didn't like yeah. each other? No, no, I didn't like <laughs> I thought Deanna was so <laughs> cool. I mean, she was, just, I was like, I was this girl's weird. super weird. And the, the reason was <laughs> and like, such a classic, like, little year seven, like, little bitch in year seven, like, so judgmental. Um we did this like yes. project. Oh no, there was like an assignment on the board, and the teacher had put up four pictures. And the first picture was a picture of an egg, and the second picture was the egg cracking, and then the third picture was a chicken like half out of the egg, and then the last picture was the chicken. And uh, the teacher was like, "Okay, if can someone come up and like order all the order these pictures in the right order?" And most people just put them in the order you'd expect. And then Caitlin went up and like mixed up the order and was like, yeah, I think the chicken like comes out, goes back in and then like hangs out in there. Um, and the teacher was, and the teacher was like, oh, wow, like that's so creative. And I was like, what a weirdo. That's stupid. That's dumb. That's dumb. And we lived so close to each other. So our walk home was the same. And I would be like, Tiana, let's walk home. Like I figured that out. And yeah, she figured we it out. walked together once. And then oh, the next, no. and then I saw another baby like Tiana. And she and another friend that lived nearby, Shan, would were like, like hurried away and ran away. It was, and I was, horrible. Horrible. It was crazy. <laughs> but it's so, if you don't, like, Sometimes you have to work for things. And it's true. Uh, eventually, yeah. and, and actually through like a theatre show together. That's how we saw that we were both very yeah. cool. We both had like, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, yeah, it wasn't as weird as I am fun. And <laughs> we became oh, friends. That's so yeah, cool. It's, really it's so funny, isn't it, when you look back and you go, God, I was so, God, I was so judgmental when I was a kid. I used to be just a little small ginger with like the curliest red <laughs> yeah. hair ever. Right. I never want to go back. <laughs> And it is, it's so funny because, like, in making this show, we've gone back and found all the photos of ourselves from mm-hmm. high school. And I found this, like, video from, of myself probably shot on a Samsung Razor. And it's just me singing a stupid song, then getting bored of that and giving another friend, just, like, walking over to another friend and giving them a wedgie. And I saw that and I was like, I understand completely what Tiana was doing. I was, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have wanted to be friends with her. I was bananas. Um but it is. It's very funny to just yeah. we'll tell each other stories and be like that's what the That's great. Well, I guess um, a, a last thing I kind of want to ask is uh, what what exactly like should we expect from the show? Like without like giving away too many surprises, but do you like do a bit of singing, song and dance, or is it more just jokes, or like what do what do we expect? Um, there is there are songs three. There's three songs. <gasps> three. You can quote us on that. There's three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half. There's three and a half. And there's a little bit of, uh, and then sketches, like big char- character sketches and pieces. Yeah. And we tell a little bit of story yeah. yeah. Tell yeah. a story of we, we had some very weird plays we had to perform when we were kids. So they're, they're sort of um, 
go back over some of that subject matter and go like why and then yeah mm. sketches about like finding your first bra or getting your first period all that sort of stuff but also um and then also like stuff from today stuff from today like clothes that we used to wear they look crazy on us now. Yeah. Like the fashion industry is catered for women who are thirty and over. What Have you seen swimsuits lately? They're, <laughs> They're not for people not. of our age. No, and they don't make any <laughs> other ones. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and then like sending each other emails that are like six minutes long and boring, <laughs> but we make we them. find them interesting. But everyone else is like, "This is so boring. Why are you talking to each other?" this much and giving this much detail you gotta let your friend know about your day i find i I do have a friend who does that she just sends like like at least 10 or 15 (laughs) or she said she sits on the phone with her friend and they don't even speak the phone's just on but they'll just like randomly just like go, oh yeah hey hey and just go through it like that but you do. It's a very nice way. Of yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I, well, I'm keen to come see because I think I'm actually there uh, during the the show, so I'm I'm keen to see it. Very excited yes. to have you. Yeah, no, thank you. you. Yeah. So yeah. Well, was there anything you wanted to uh, just yeah. plug uh, before we wrap up um, about the show? Just please come if you have a bestie. Come with them. I think that that would be the fun thing. Yeah, bring your bring your bestie or. Bring someone that you'd like to make your bestie. Yeah, that would be good. That would be good as well. Um, now, um, the place where our show is on is like it's behind a bar and it's a really nice bar to hang out with and stuff. So we would love to meet you after the show. Yes, if you yes definitely. Um, really lovely to just have a chat. Cool. Well, Caitlin Tiana, thank you so much um, for jumping on. Um, I'm really keen to see um, your friendship blossom on stage. Yay. Running a small business? Are you promoting a new show or running a theatre space? Maybe you're looking for an area to reach potential new clients. Why not advertise with us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast? We have a range of packages and prices for you to put your ad right here on the podcast. For more information, contact us at theatrethoughtsteam at outlook.com or by heading to our website, theaterthoughtsaus.online. Welcome to the last bit of our Melbourne International Comedy Festival segment. I've saved the best to last. We have an award-winning musical comedian, an actor, a writer, a composer, and a self-confessed pessimist. She's making her long-awaited return to the festival after being locked away at Hogwarts with her hilarious original songs, killer stand-up, and a big book of things that are actually good Please welcome Gillian Cosgrove. I'm so excited to have you. That was so nice. I was like, who is this? She sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> it's always so weird. People always say it's like, oh, it's weird hearing myself back. Yeah, it's love. I'm, do you know what? I could be very proud of that. I take it. 14-year-old me would be chuffed. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, we were just saying before you started shows on Monday and you're already three shows down. Yeah, I am. Yeah, third one tonight and then... Just rock it on through the full the full run, the whole shebang. That's great. You're on for a while, aren't you? Like pretty much the whole festival. Yeah, 25. It's been years since I did a full run. So I'm, you know, I'm eating vegetables, yes. <laughs> sleeping occasionally, um, trying to be a grown-up about it because I used to be a lot younger when I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> just live on a diet of Pringles and Barocca and hope for the best. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, sometimes you get like that. I, I think like that's why I'm feeling so down lately. I'm like maybe it's because I'm just like – Coffee and nachos, that's like all I'm on. It's, I mean, could be. But also, is Mercury in retrograde? You know, you have to consider all the factors. That is true. My friends keep sending me updates. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's in retrograde somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not. You're the massive dietary intake of corn chips. It's not that. Yeah. 
No way. So your show's um, it, it's called uh, Big Big Good, actually good. Sorry, actually, it's called good. actually good. Yeah, actually good. Um, so it's your long awaited return. We're so glad to have you back. I remember when I was talking to um, Eve Blake last year. I asked her about artists to look out for, and your name was like one of the first names out of her mouth. She was like, she's just finishing up with Harry Potter. Like, hold on to your seats. And then I saw you in Godspell at the Haze, and I was like, ah, that's the woman she was talking about. Right. Spot on. I'm obsessed with Eve Blake. I love everything she does. She's a queen. She's a very good bully. She bullies me into working, and I appreciate it. Yeah. I ask her to. to be. It's consensual bullying. Yeah. But she's top notch. She works so hard. She's so smart. Yeah, she's insanely smart. Like, it was a pleasure talking to her. Mm. Um, so let's talk, about, let's talk about you. So Actually Good is the name of your show. Could you give us, like, a bit of a rundown of – I guess what it, what it's about. Yeah, I mean, if I want to be like hella technical about it, the show is called Actually Good. There is a comma in there. Oh, I'm sorry, I should <laughs> no, know that. No, uh, you I don't do need to be it. sorry. It is my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> it is my own silly title. It is a bed of my own making that I must sleep in. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a really fun show. I've only done two, and I'm already having the best time. It's so nice. It's uh it's a show about a game that my partner and I invented on Terrible Holiday where we asked each other to come up with a list of 10 things that we like. Um, it's a countdown from 10 to 1. 10 is your least like, 1 is your most like. And I have a big book um, that I write down all these lists. I've done so many lists with my friends. I have about 50 in there. And I make a list every night with the audience. I just ask people what they like and I just chuck it in the book. And uh, it's really nice. I've, I've always thought my whole life that I was a pessimist. I always thought I was like quite a cynical, pessimistic person. And um it was actually, it was this is really nice, but it was actually Eve. I kind of sat down with Eve and I was like, can I read you every single bit I have for my comedy festival show? These are all the things I'm thinking about. I read her this full list and she's like, okay, well, that, a lot of that sounds like a big fear salad and that's, you know, valid there's good stuff but there's still good jokes in there about the fear. But she's like, I think you think you're a pessimist and to me I would never imagine you that way. You are my friend Jill who I had made her do her 10 likes the day before and she's like, you constantly in your life are just picking things up, being like, look at this, isn't this amazing? And I never think of that bit of myself. You know, I think it's very easy to kind of disregard the good bits of yourself, to discredit them, to be like, oh, yeah, 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 but that's, but I'm always like that, you know, yeah, because we're yeah. always kind of aspiring to be like better and evolve and improve and actually like we're actually – all right we're actually good you know we've got good stuff yeah. going on and yeah it's just it's so nice and I I love doing this kind of stuff where I have a chat to the audience in um in the last solo show I did it was kind of a, a best of but I used to talk to somebody in the audience for the whole show and get details from them about something going on with them and uh, write it okay. down and then I would write a song for them during the show and play it at the end what no yes! way that's insane it's a little party trick it's really fun I love doing it it's amazing the things people will tell you when you have a microphone <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do me, do me. I was like, I'm not a doctor. I can tell everyone about this. And also there's a hundred people in the room. Um, but um, but yeah, so this is really nice. People have already been so forthcoming with their likes and the things that people like and the things that they say are like beautiful and simple and but also like universal. I think on the first night, somebody's 10 was McDonald's, but only on a road trip. Um oh. There's been some really good ones. Somebody uh talked last night about what else we have? We had block out blinds jacuzzis when your neighbor's been mowing the lawn for three hours and then they finally stop oh yes <laughs> sometimes it's about the absence of bad you know like yeah so it's just like a beautiful array of stuff and it, it just like feels like a conversation that means it's different every night which I really love too and um yeah it's just been a treat so I'm just really excited to see how the season goes yeah that's incredible that's yeah. like because I know I already like like I said before I saw you in gospel and I already know that you're a bloody whiz at the piano and like your instruments are insane so I can only picture like what you do 
uh, during the show. Yeah, it's it's nice. I really like it. I'm having a great time. That's so good. And am I wrong? You're performing at the Butterfly Club, I believe? I am. I love it. I love the club. It's the best. It's a great venue, isn't it? It's just kooky and wonderful. It's If you've never been to the Butterfly Club in Melbourne, you must go. It is like just it's like a hoarder's paradise. You know, it is full of tchotchkes. If someone in your life has given you a present that you don't want to keep in your house, sneak it in, in your bag and just leave it at the Butterfly Club. <laughs> you still get visitation, but you don't have to make it part of your decor that's so i think that's the perfect explanation mm-hmm. of it to yeah, good, yeah. <laughs> yeah i went there last year because i saw i saw two shows out i can't remember the name of the first one but the other one i went to was to see gary stars grease perfect. lightning which was just like the best shows. <laughs> yeah fun. chaos i love him it's great yeah, yeah chaos, they have isn't a he? really great program there this year too for festival gabby bolt is on um performing in the same room doing odd sock for the whole season mm. um last night i saw jane watt and angela Vapier doing jazz or a bucket of blood and it's chaotic sketch comedy yeah there's just there's so much stuff that i can't wait to see it's really exciting they do such a good yeah. job yeah well i want to ask about you coming back into stand-up is it's been something you wanted to do for uh, for a while yeah I love doing this. Most of my career is like primarily just me being myself on stage. That's a lot of what I've done for years and years and years. And then, um, you know, I started to do some of the more commercial theatre-y bizzo because the novelty (laughs) of paying my bills was too hard to resist. And um, Well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I've done a couple of shows at um, Melbourne Theatre Company and Godspell at the Hayes and, of course, um, the tiny indie theatre production of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child that I've seen for three and a half years. Yeah, I think I have tickets to it when I'm coming down to Melbourne. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I Like, I had the best time on that show. Like, I met amazing people. I did the coolest stuff. But sometimes in a vocal warm-up, I'd stand on the stage of the Princess Theatre looking out at 1,500 empty seats and our vocal coach would go, just look out at the crowd and say, hello. And I would say, hello. Hello, and then I'll be like, oh, God, I miss talking to the audience. I really miss talking to their faces. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you're in a play, you can only do what the play is, right? So yeah, true. some true. nights you're there and you're like, that woman has a hilarious laugh and we're just not allowed to talk about it. That's yeah, crazy. just got to completely ignore it. It's like yeah, safe backstage, everyone's eating it? chips. Why do we sell chips at the theatre? I don't know. My friend said just... they booked tickets for it like ages ago and they bought all mm. these snacks because it was so long. And then as soon as they sat down, they were like, no eating in the theatre, no eating in the theatre. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a long stay. I can understand. You need sustenance for the journey. It's a durational piece. It makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, where did you actually learn to all your skills, I guess? Is this like something you've practiced your entire life or did it come later to you in life that you just picked up, you know, how to be extraordinary? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, you just Google it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's actually really easy. Um, <laughs> I, I started playing the piano um, when I was five and I started doing ballet when I was five. Spoiler, no ballet in the show. Ah. (laughs) She didn't make the cut. Um, And then I just like through my teenage years, I just steadily added more and more things. I would do, I did like, I learned the flute and the trombone and I was in all the bands and the musicals and all that stuff. And I kept my virginity intact and that's important. Um, (laughs) Just no friends, no boyfriends, more instruments. Um, I don't know how my parents did it. They they kept, must have thought eventually I would quit something and it just didn't. Mm. Um, So I had kind of always done that kind of stuff. And um, 
I started to write my own songs when I was about 19, 20 because I had a lot of feelings about boys oh. and self-esteem. But I didn't really know what to do with them. And then I um, I always thought I wanted to do musical theatre, which I'm still open to. Anyone, if you're listening, I'd love an audition. <laughs> and um, I, um, so I went to uh, WAPA, to the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts, and I did music theatre there. And I kind of still, I played all my own, I would keep writing songs while I was there and sometimes I would like play them for gigs. And that's where I found out what, cabaret was it's like kind of an art form which I'd never heard of um and I loved doing that and so and I and I kept playing the piano all through uni I would like accompany people for their performances and things like that and then when I graduated I just I I did this cabaret competition that meant I got to kind of write my own show and do all these festivals and it took me a really long time before I would call myself a comedian like I would call it like I'd be like, there's songs and there's like patter or there's like banter but I would never call it stand up okay and then about a couple of years in, I got brave enough to be like, maybe I'm a musical comedian. And then a few years later, I was like, I'm, I'm a comedian. comedian. <laughs> I can say it without stuttering now. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, you know, I just, I just really like to have a job, to be honest. Mm. And I just really like all the different facets of this industry. I like doing all of it. I love writing and performing and there are benefits to every single thing. I love accompanying, you know, I still play for um, auditions and I and I teach and things like that. One of my favorite jobs I've ever had is that I used to be sometimes the accompanist for the dance auditions for Cats when oh, it would come no out way. audition. Oh, cool. Which I will do. I will drop any other work to go and do that again. It's my favorite gig. I love it. It's fascinating. What was so fascinating um, about it? Just just being in an audition room for a, for a dance audition yeah. is very heightened anyway because when people are coming into a room to do a singing or an acting audition, usually it's just them, mm. right? So in a dance audition, there's like, I don't know, 20, 50 people in oh, a room Rox, sometimes. They do it all together, don't they? You do a lot of it all together. And what I – am I allowed to talk about this? I think so. It was years ago. Um, <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> NDA, I don't know her. Let's find out. Um, what I loved about that show is, like, how quickly you just become part of the cat's world. Like I went in with, like, you know, my coffee. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll play the same song all day. And the woman that choreographs it and teaches it, the specificity – she would just pick people out in a dance call and she'd go up to them and she'd be like, you darling, you, okay, when you, we do this again, I want you to just be as regal as you can possibly be. Just completely regal, like you're doing equestrian. Like normally in a dance call, you, you're trying to get everyone to be the same. Yeah. And in Cats, they're looking for like really specific time. This is so, is this what you thought we were going to talk about? Oh, who knows? This is what I love about it. I love going on tangents. <laughs> <laughs> but I really just love the specificity. I just found it. Like I, I'm so grateful to be an accompanist, to be like a fly on a wall in an audition room, yeah. you know, like sometimes you can be a reader in auditions, which is where you're the person reading a scene with someone who's come into audition. Any way that you can be in an audition room, if you're a performer and just get a chance to like watch what other people do in there. Mm. Cause it really is like secret actors business. You don't know how everybody else is doing it. Yeah, true. It's, um. The most helpful and fascinating thing. I love it. It's beautiful. I have actually thought about just sitting in and reading because you're right. I am all, I'm always fascinated. Not that I'm like searching to be a performer, but I'm just fascinated by the rehearsal room, especially in a professional level. Because I know obviously like from like an amateur, like community theatre side, I know how that is. But from a professional level, I'd love to just see what, what it's like, you know? Yeah, it's a, um, it's a fascinating thing. And it's interesting because it's kind of like a little bit of a scary thing too until you've done it, you know? Like... Even mm. at that level, like going into Harry Potter, I just was like, okay, like I've done some other things, but I don't know what it's like at this scale. And you go in and you have almost like the full set in the room and like huge pieces of 
props and you have stage yeah. managers there from the get-go and you know and you realize that also everybody's just kind of making it up as they go along and or like learning as they go along I suppose and that kind of stuff but um yeah it's really it's a really cool thing that's awesome well congratulations on that and we're glad to have you back on the circuit as well um at Melbourne Melbourne comedy yeah me too. what a treat what a joy yeah what do you have one thing I wanted to ask was um do you have any kind of prospects of what you want to do with um actually good um as you take it further oh Yes, just just you know, general touring. I guess I, the nice thing is like getting a show up. I kind of wanted to pace myself a little bit with the first show back because I have a bunch of other um, projects that I'm working on. I'm also just casually writing a musical, yeah, so that's fine. Don't worry about her. So um, I sort of was like, just do Melbourne, see how you go. Then you have the show, and then you can just ship it out everywhere. So mm. I'm hoping to tour it in the future. There's places I haven't done a show in yet. Like I've missed Perth. I really miss Perth Fringe World. I'd love to do Darwin Festival again. I'd love to do Adelaide again. I'd love to, you know, we just all like to go to Tasmania. It's beautiful. Yeah. So take a show there. Yeah, why not? So, yeah, I think um, I think there'll be a, a really nice future for it. And I'm just so excited that Melbourne's getting the first kind of run in because I love this city. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Julian, for jumping on. I know, obviously, you have the show tonight, so I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but, yeah, was there anything else you wanted to um, plug before... We wrap up just go and see shows at the comedy festival go and see someone you've never heard of see michelle brazier oh, see I'm gabby i'm so Bolt. excited to see michelle and gabby like they are oh, oh my, my two. Gosh. Oh, i love them so much yeah yeah there's just so much good stuff on and just take a part on somebody new mm. um pick something because you like the poster you know like just yeah just be really brave in your choices go to a venue you've never been to before venture outside the town hall because it's just so nice it's just such a, a brilliant time of year and just the whole city feels very very alive right now and it's really exciting yeah it's great and eat a vegetable sometimes yeah <laughs> that's the best advice excellent all right well thanks so much that's all right thank you thanks for having me Thank you so much to Caitlin Staples, Tiana Hogben and Gillian Cosgrove for joining us on our special Melbourne International Comedy Festival podcast. You can find more information about both shows in the show notes as well as all the other shows on offer at this year's festival. This episode was produced by Echidna Audio. Follow them on Instagram at Echidna Audio for all their audio services. Once again, if you enjoyed our podcast, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts and head to the link in this episode's description for our Instagram account, TikTok, YouTube and Patreon. My name's Justin Clark and I'll see you next time here on the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.